Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Happy Friday guys and you know what that means. It's another recap of Firefly Lane. This time we're talking episode 8. So let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. She wants to have a chance with him but you know she still kind of wants the separation. It's it's so confusing and I mean in a way even though it's sad I kind of can't blame Johnny, it's like, make a decision. Do you want to be with this man? Do you not want to be with this man? Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. This is a collaboration episode special with the coupon Queen Pin from CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. We are going to be recapping the hit show on Netflix called Firefly Lane Episode 8 called My Wage. Vows are made and hearts broken. Kate navigates her strained relationship with her brother and Tully grapples with compromise and commitment. Happy Friday, Coupon Queen Pin. I can't believe it. We're already on episode eight. I know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh. So, dear goodness, this episode. So much is happening. Episode, this episode. But actually, I wanted to start out with some because we talk about the cinematography sometimes, but I did want to talk, talk about something really quickly. So, One of the crazy things is we know that the woman that plays Cloud is pretty young. But the crazy part about it is, believe it or not, she is younger than her on-screen daughter. And I'm talking about Bo Garrett, who plays Cloud who is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. She's 38, and Katherine Heigl is 42. Katherine Heigl is mm-hmm. the one that plays Tully. So it's like, what in the world? And I think the cool part, to me, the other thing, cool part is that they used teenagers that were close to the ages for this, this, this film or this series. Because, you know, sometimes they'll tell you, oh, yeah, they're 13 and the person's like almost 20. So (laughs) I think that it's really cool that they use like close in age teenagers for this. uh, Because Roan Curtis, Alyssa Scobivier and Yael Yerman were all teenagers during the filming of this, you know, this first season. Well, that's pretty cool because uh, it's interesting how they pick characters for different roles and especially the age difference because a lot of them tend to, we've seen the past with obviously with film, that if it's an older person, they're going to pick that person from ages, let's say, for example, 45 to 55. And if they're looking for a grandparent, it's going to be from 55 to 60 or 70, 80, depending on that person, right? But yeah, that's pretty cool to know about that. But I, 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 I like the fact that they let Cloud be Cloud like 
through the whole thing. Like she's, you know, young mom cloud, middle-aged mom cloud, and older cloud. Like she's just cloud. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I can, when we saw that scene last week with her at the diner. Um, right. It's interesting how much they had to put on her, like all the other effects to age her to be that older mom. Right, right. Because that's what I was like. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, you can tell she's a younger person, but it's like, you know, you're pretty much thinking, okay, well, maybe she's the same age as the other actors, but she's actually younger than the person she's pretending to be their mom. It's so it's so interesting. So, yeah, things that we find out, things that we find out. So let's get into this episode. Oh, my gosh. What a meaty episode. Oh, my gosh. There was so much happy. I just kind of felt like, you know, they really done a great job from the beginning to the end in really providing a lot, a lot of storylines, a lot of things happening. Like, it, it was explosive. And, oh, I, yeah. you know. I'm starting to dislike how they do the ending. They live you they leave you with a cliffhanger and you're just like I think you're how just could wanting you? to get I think you're just wanting to get to like, you know, like give me the answers and 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 I get it. We were all like that like why why here? Why stop now? <laughs> And the thing is, it, what's more challenging, too, is for us that we're taking it episode by episode. So we're going along with all of you guys, if you guys are going along with us, where it's just we recap this episode and then we wait until we can get a chance to watch the next one. And then we recap it and then we wait until we get to the next one. And it's a lot right. more difficult. It's not like you can just let it binge watch from beginning to end. And right. no, it's, it's so it's, crazy. It's we're, so crazy. I'm holding, I'm holding on and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, Gotta wait till next week. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> now there was a lot of talk of French toast during this episode. I was like, okay, what? I'm starting to feel like I need brunch. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm starting to feel like, you know, hey, let's, let's have brunch. But there was a lot of talk of French toast and going back and forth. And wow, this, I think for me, this episode was one of those where you really, really had to pay attention. Ladies and gentlemen, there can be no cooking during this episode. There can be no, there can be no, uh, you know, walking in and out of the room because you're really going to miss something. Like I, I, I thought we were having flashbacks before, but dear goodness, it goes so back and forth. This episode, I was like, wait, 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 wait. We're in the past, past. We're like in the almost past, and then we're in the present past, and monkeys of the corn <laughs> like I was like what are we doing so the the crazy part is it's a lot of that but there is no funeral scene this episode there's no. absolutely no funeral scene so we still have no clue who's in the casket yeah, we have no clue what's happening with that. And of course, again, these are some questions that are left unanswered. Hopefully there's two more episodes left. We got to figure out what's going to happen unless they're teasing us and then there'll be a season two. But right off the bat, oh my gosh, um, 
you know, Tully and the ETM guy is having their fun. And then all of a sudden it gets a little bit awkward. Now, right off the beginning, we're getting this. We're getting this where the ETM guy's getting up, trying to get ready. And she's like, oh, what do you got there? What do you got there? And he's just like, uh, you know, uh, he tries to play it off that way. Like, it's nothing, it's nothing. But then she's like, oh, but tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. And then he just turns around and he's on his knees, of course, and says about this little phrase about some lifeboat and how his parents uh, got this being part of that lifeboat <laughs> yeah like every you need to have someone you can count on in your lifeboat and and all this stuff and it was so crazy and this is when we first start hearing about french toast yeah to make french toast for her in the morning and he flat out says i want to be your husband and she gets wide-eyed mm. And this is the first time we really see Tully freak. She's sweating. She's like losing it. She doesn't know what to do. She cannot get up fast enough. She's like, no, go to work. I got to go. I can't do this. I, I, you know, and she, she's just like, she tells him she can't get married. And it's an overall panic. Because normally we see Tully get a little bit unnerved, you know, storm off. But this is the first time we see fear in Tully. Like she's stuck. It's really hard to see her go through this. Right. Because you're always kind of like, we've seen her pass, you know, bits and pieces here and there in different situations, different scenarios that affect her in her present and I really felt bad for the EMT guy. He was just like, you know, you can tell that he's there for the love. He's there for her because the fact, right. yeah, they have the baby, but he was in love with her from the beginning and he's enjoyed the company and all that. But to see her get all like freaked out about it and like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like, I, 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 you know, we'll talk about this later. I, I'm just so sorry. Like, it was just pure fear and panic. And it makes me feel bad because is it throughout her years as she grew older? Cause we don't see much of it from their work life and how she became mm-hmm. famous. She struggled with being in relationships. And that was like kind of a testament of what it's been like for her. She gets freaked out. She just wants to see you for a couple of days and no strings attached. And then see right. You later. Right. But that's the crazy part is just like, okay, where does this come from? Where does this come from? Because from there, we actually go into a flashback of, you know, Kate and Talia's kids. And they're doing the thing that, like, you know, little girls do at that age. They're, you know, pretending, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get married. You know, you know, and not all little girls, but some, you know. So it's like, you know, and they're playing with their mother's, you know, her mother's veil, it's so weird. You kind of only want, almost want to say their mother because Tully was at their house so much. She was like a sister. <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh. But they're playing with her mother's veil. And, you know, she wants to marry Leaf Garrett, which it was like, you know, teen idol at that point. 
And the funny thing is, I like the way whoever whoever did this episode or whoever really did this series really looked up their uh, their memorabilia because Team Beat was actually a magazine back then. Team Beat was a teenage ma- magazine, you know, where you could kind of get posters and everything and stick the posters on your wall. So yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. And in the other, in another room, because I was going to say in the other room, but in another room, Robbie and Sean are talking about going to New York and they're looking at a more adult magazine. I'm just going to put it that way. And all the things that they could do and start a band and be really cool and, you know, and you know, at that point, it kind of, I was really conflicted because the way they were talking kind of seems like both Robbie and Sean are in denial a little bit. Did it seem that way to you? Oh, yeah. It was so awkward seeing that. It, it was so weird. Like they're in denial, but they kind of, you know, have a moment. And then we hear a knock on the door. And this is what I mean, guys, like the whole like not being able to separate because from that knock on a door, we move forward into Sean's wedding to Julia. You know, I'm starting to feel like I'm running into 90 day fiance names here, (laughs) 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 but Sean's wedding helping Sean fix his bow tie. And it's clear that he's really not happy, but Kate, seems to have pulled this like little I don't know how to say it like she's got a like fantasy thing over it where she is really just she's sugarcoating it and thinking that this is the most wonderful thing in the world that you know Sean's really happy and she doesn't actually see and this is the second time we see that Kate kind of looks at everything through rose-colored glasses. She's not seeing that her brother is really unhappy. She's thinking that he has the best life in the world getting ready to happen. And it's so weird. It's so weird. But then, you know, we see after they talk a little bit and, you know, they, she goes into the bride's room or the bride's suite where, you know, everyone's gathering to talk to the bride and Sean and Kate's mom wants to give advice to the bride. What did you think of that advice? I was chuckling there because I'm just like, this is super awkward, first of all, um, especially for someone like Kate. Her personality is like, you know, when things are said out of place or in a group setting, she gets very awkward about it. So <laughs> seeing that, it made me chuckle because uh, she's just so embarrassed. Like, mom, why are you saying this? Even though they're adults. I know. I was like, what the heck? And poor Kate, she's like, you know, that was the first time that I've ever heard someone use a really awkward word because she came up with the word sexcellent. It's like, what? I'm like, okay, that's kind of, but yeah. And we actually see that Sean really does have issues 
with Kate. He just, because, you know, he doesn't want her to give the toast. He wants Tully to do it. There's some sort of unspoken animosity between the two of them. And it's so weird. It's like, you know, and I mean, from looking from the outside in, you always think that people have these perfect lives, but you see this unspoken animosity. They grew up in a great household. They grew up in everything. And they seem like the closest of sister and brother, but what's going on? It's like, whoa. But then we see, again, here we go. Little flash forward. Sully just shows up at Kate's house. Ta-da, I'm here. Hey, how are you? Good morning. You know, and she shows up in the middle of Mara and Kate just having this kind of awkward exchange. And here we go with the French toast. This time the French toast is actually on the table. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the French toast is on the table. So she just starts eating. Tully just starts eating this French toast and talking about how great it is. And, you know, they're having a conversation about, you know, her and Max and how they're thinking, Kate wants them to think about, you know, co-parenting and cohabitating. And, you know, Tully kind of lays it out that she has this fear of commitment and how, you know, she kind of blurts out, well, you know, kind of how he proposed this morning. And it's like, whoa, okay. So you ran over here and because, you know, Kate also tells her, you know, every time you start seeing these things, you run, you run. And it's just, you know, we really see because Tully is still very rattled. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't want to talk about love. And I mean, you know, I'm still not understanding why this woman won't talk about love. She will not let anyone get close enough to love her. It's like something hurt her so, so bad, like in a relationship and she just won't let anyone get close enough to love her. So in between their talk and the French toast and everything, Kate opens up an envelope and it's it's the divorce papers, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny has had the divorce papers delivered to Kate's house so he can finally kind of move on and it's like whoa 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 at that moment you know you realize everything is kind of solidifying for Kate she's kind of realizing the gravity of this situation it's so crazy. What did you think about that moment? Well, she's, I guess she thought there would be a chance for them to get together, but also I felt like 
it's funny, you're having this conversation, make it work with your best friend and the baby daddy. And, you know, she's, she's encouraging her to like, you know, try to see if you can make it work, co-parent and all of this stuff. Like she's giving this speech. And then all of a sudden she opens up that paperwork and it's like, you know what, forget it. Just forget it. Don't get married. What's the point? You know, because it really sucks to get those papers. It really does. And to see her give that advice and then switch it 360, it's a lot to take in for her. I felt like, you know, Kate, she's waited too long that she was hanging on for hope that this can make it work. Like this can work. And now it's becoming, it's sinking in into the reality. Like this is really happening. They're not going to be just separated. They're not just going to be like, okay, we'll still be married. And, you know, I'll come by every so often. No, this is, this is it. This is going to be a whole new world for Kate. You know, but I I think what I've kind of noticed about Kate is she tries to have it both ways. Yes. She tries to have it both ways. She tries to have it where, you know, because even when we talked a few episodes ago about the bird nesting, you know, they want to be separated, but they want to live in the same house. She wants to have a chance with him, but, you know, she still kind of wants the separation. It's, it's so confusing. And I mean, in a way, even though it's sad, I kind of can't blame Johnny, it's like, make a decision. Do you want to be with this man? Do you not want to be with this man? And guys, don't forget, he caught her with PTA guy, Travis. You know, he caught the two of them on the sofa. So for him, this was like, ooh, okay, yeah, I could see that being the straw that broke the camel's back. True. It's true. It's I, true. I, I could really see that because up until that point, she hadn't really done, and at least he didn't know she'd done anything. So it was kind of like there was still a chance. But now it's like, no, there's not any coming back from this. So I, I could see why he would do that, why he would go ahead and do that. And no, it's not because he's just because he's leaving to start his new life. You know, this is more of, okay, this is what she wants. I want her to be happy. So let's do this. You know, he's got to kind of, you know, draw the line in the sand. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can definitely see that, but also he's at fault for not really saying, Hey, let's set the boundaries here, you know, because she's confused. Like, is he going to stick around if he's not, she also is trying to move on from the situation and try to, you know, completely, I guess. Yeah. Completely move on because this guy, Johnny hasn't really sat down with her and said, okay, you know what? I am going overseas. I am going overseas for work, but I want you to be there with me or I want you to stay with me. Like we haven't seen none of that relationship evolve to that next step of sticking together. So she's confused. She doesn't know what to do. And yeah, I get him like, you know, Frank, like I see you with this guy thinking like, 
you still are in love with me or you still want to be with me, but yet you're going behind my back. So I can see both sides of the story, but also Johnny could have just said, hey, let's make this work. But he hasn't said anything. Right. I think that's the real thing is no one, everybody kind of wants what they want. So they don't want to say, let's make it work, but they kind of want it to work out. Hello, newsflash. If you want it to work out and the person doesn't know, they're not going to push to make it work out. So you have to say something. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I I was in a way I was, you know how, like when we get with 90 day fiance and we kind of like root for, I was rooting for these two to get back together because regardless of anything, they seem really perfect for each other. Everything else seems like a distraction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was rooting for them too and hoping that it would come back. But of course, uh, again, it's a communication thing where he hasn't set it down and said, you know what, let's make this happen. You know what I mean? Like, let's make it work. So he's at fault for that. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. So, you know, we flash back to now Kate, Robbie, Sean, and Tully going into the garage to clean out the garage. And they start moving stuff around and they start talking. And the weird part is mom comes in and she realizes the friends, like I just said, the friends are a distraction. So she makes Robbie and Tully go home like there are things that are being said and the funny thing is parents kind of overheat always overhear like you know that whole you know eyes in the back of your head kind of thing it's like a real thing for parents so <laughs> but um so she wants them to go so that the kids can get out what they need to get out and you know the the job can get accomplished but in between that now we're moving forward back to Sean's wedding and the funny thing is now Tully is there talking to Chad because she's back with Chad again and um you know she says well I have to look for Sean and she goes looking for Sean and she realizes that now Tully can clearly see that Sean is unhappy. And she starts actually begging him, don't go through with this. You know, you don't have to go through with this. You don't, you know, you deserve happiness too. And he's like, you know, no, you have to make compromise. And this is what love is. And I, I'm starting to see somewhat of where Tully is getting this because she's starting to think kind of like what Sean is saying. In other words, in order for you to love, you have to compromise who you are. Okay, there are some compromises in love, but love does not require you to compromise who you are as a person. So... If, if, if you feel like you have to force it, and, and I'm saying this candidly, if you feel like you have to force it, that is not love. 
that's just the way it is. If you feel like you're forcing it, it's not love. And what now comes up is that, remember the guy that Sean was seeing secretly when he was in the armed forces, Richard? Well, Richard has died and Sean has actually, you know, heartbroken and this is when he started seeing Julia kind of to make to make his family happy. And, and that's really what's going on. And he's, you know, he's not seeing any way out of this. He's literally not seeing any way out of this. So he's just telling, you know, Tully to leave it alone. And she's like, I just want you to be happy. And he's like, no, you got to leave this one alone. You, you just, you can't, you have to leave this one alone. It's so crazy, so, so crazy. And, you know, the funny thing is I'm, I'm seeing how Kate can see how, how unhappy, un- can't see how unhappy Sean and Tully are, but Tully can see how unhappy Sean is. And it's like, wow. Now, we go a little bit more forward into what we thought was the present. Remember, we had that whole conversation last episode where what we thought was the present. Mm-hmm. Well, Kate run, um, Tully runs into Chad. Remember Chad, the one she was yeah. in love with on and on? <laughs> well, she runs into Chad. And guess what, guys? Chad is married with children. And he says something really interesting because it seems like Tully left him on the hook. And he's like, you know what? I couldn't pine for you forever. I couldn't wait for you forever, you know? And, you know, he's like, well, and in a way, I guess he's kind of telling her, because this is what it seemed like to me. And and maybe you can answer if it seemed like this to you, where he's saying, you know what? We all had to kind of grow up. We all had to figure out our own way. And, 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 and that's what it seemed like he was saying to me, you know, like you couldn't be in that limbo forever. Is that what you got out of this? Uh, Yeah. And I also felt like when that moment, he does bring up amazing points. You can't be waiting around. He, we saw these two, I know it wasn't much, but from the segments that we got from it from previous episodes, he was really, he was in love with her. The fact that you invited someone to move to New Jersey to have, you know, that life with kids and helping her, you know, giving her that strength and confidence, like you can make it better from outside of what you're part of right now. And he really wanted to encourage her to pursue her dream and really become that person that she wanted in the inter- in the in the industry. But of course, we've seen Telly kind of go back and forth with a lot of stuff, especially with the EMT guy, even more now that she's just like, no, 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 I can't do this. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, let's let him in. And then no, 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 I can't do this anymore. Like, she's so confused. She's conflicted. She doesn't know what she really wants. And I, it pretty much stems back from, I feel like from her past and the relationship with her mom. That's what I honestly feel like. But for Chad, Chad couldn't wait any longer. 
Chad just wanted to have that life. He wants to have the white picket fence and a family and he is still teaching. So I'm, you know, I'm glad he was able to say that to her. Like, I can't be waiting around. We have to move on from that scene and just be committed to somebody. So, but Vertelli, you can tell she's a bit like taken back by it. And it's like, Telly, he's right. He couldn't be waiting around for you, even though you guys had your your little arguments and your little issues here and there like anybody else does. But really, it's just she's afraid of commitment. And he realized that. And he's just like, you know, he made his own decision. And look at him. He's got two kids and a family who's a pediatrician and he's happy about it. Yeah, that's really that's really the, the crazy part is like he's super happy. He is ready to like rock and he and the funny thing is she starts talking again guys what is brought up french toast (laughs) because she says kate and i were talking just talking about you this morning over french toast and he's like me like you know it's it's kind of like you know you know you haven't seen this person in a while but it's like well why were you talking about me and I think that's really why he brought up the whole, you know, like, I couldn't wait for you forever. In other words, you brought up me like, hey, you know, I was still supposed to be waiting on you. And he let her know that he was not. But when he asks her what's going on with her life, she's like, yeah, I'm dating somebody. And it's almost like at that point, a light clicks for Tully. Like a light really clicks. And she's like hey, I was just with this great guy. I actually like, it almost clicks like she actually does love Max. And she does the weirdest thing ever. She hops in her car, runs over to Max's job and like blocks the ambulance from coming out of the firehouse and runs over to to, to Max and gets down and asks him to marry her and he agrees he's super happy he's you know and she literally means like I want to marry you like yesterday like she wants to get married today I was like whoa but we know this is typical Tully this is typical Tully She's going to do things her way. And more than likely, if she didn't get married that day, she wasn't going to get married at all. But then we go back to Sean's. I think I've spent more time. This is starting to feel like the Moldovian wedding. I spent more time (laughs) in Sean's wedding than I wanted to. And I wasn't even really invited um, 90 day fiance reference people if you're not watching it <laughs> so we're back at sean's wedding and you know telly bumps into johnny and johnny wants to try to talk about what happened the night before telly got shot and she doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, it's a thing that happened. And this is one of the first times we see her really brush off the whole, like, you know, she had an on and off thing with Chad, but this is the first time we kind of see her brush off the, oh, it's a thing that happened. You know, it, it, it was just a night. Like, what do you mean? We're friends. We're cool. Like, whatever. And, 
you know, so we see Johnny now he's in a place of, well, dang, I, I thought it meant something to you. And he's really hurting now. But during the service, you know, during the ceremony, Ch- Chad mouths to her, you know, like, I love you. And she leans over, kisses him and puts her head on his shoulder. She cannot tell this man that she loves him. And it's just like, oh my goodness. What is the problem with her saying, I love you? What is the problem with her feeling love? And I'm, I'm starting to think it's like what you said. In other words, she's thinking of that let down from her mother. She doesn't want to give the chance to anyone else to let her down. Like she just doesn't want to be let down anymore. And, you know, it's like so, so crazy. We get through the ceremony and Kate goes into the house because they were, they were getting married in the parents' barn. So Kate goes into the house and I guess she's looking for Tully. I don't know what she's looking for. She trips and falls into the wedding cake. Oh boy. I, I don't know about you, but I wanted to cringe, cry, run away. I wanted to put Latully. I didn't want to be there at that point. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. As soon as that happens, I'm thinking this is not an easy thing to, to really repair. Like I, I felt so bad, but when she runs into the cake Johnny comes in at a time of like, oh my gosh, like, what did you do? And she's like, oh my God, I, 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 I like, I damaged the cake. I damaged the cake. She's like freaking out. And Johnny's like, okay, well, uh, uh, we can, we can try to make this work. So he tries to get some from the front. Try Like, I'm like, what is this guy doing? Why are you getting stuff from the front? Why don't you just fix it back with what you have and then try to piece it together and they're both chuckling and and stuff and Kate's just like admiring how Johnny was improvising and he was able to just make things work for that moment and he understood how serious this is because it's a wedding cake it's not just any wedding cake this is Johnny's wedding cake her brother I mean to Kate's brother's wedding cake it's Sean's and Uh, you know they both have like this moment together and he walks in and this is where I really got upset about it where Sean's just like okay you know there's other things that we don't have to really worry about like it's it's okay it's fine and she's just like you know I'm so sorry like you know she's you know Kate being Kate meaning she panics she she just kind of gets frazzled and it's just like oh my gosh I, 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 I made a mistake And, you know, he's just saying, you know, it's okay. You know, other things are expected to happen. It's expected to happen anyway. And she's a bit confused by it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, what is that supposed to mean? And he's just saying, you know, it's not on purpose. You know, it's like my eighth birthday party, the piñata disaster when you broke dad's windshield or the time you set the barn on fire. I didn't set the barn on fire, she says. And they have this conflict between brother and sister. And I'm just like these two have grown up against each other. There's something about each other that we still don't even know. We're obviously trying to pick the pieces of it that they are not 100% on board with each other. They, He's apparently claiming as himself as 
it's always his fault. It's never her fault because she can get away with things. And it really upsets her. She gets a little bit offended by that. And now these two are in this argument at his wedding that Johnny feels so uncomfortable that he slides over to the kitchen like a ninja and is just like, all right, so I'm not going to be a part of this. I know, but what do you, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Like you, you, you have two of your friends or your friend and their sibling are arguing and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Nope. This is between the two of you. Like, what do you do? Like, I, I mean, this short, of, move, though. <laughs> short, short of, short of really yelling in the kitchen, like, let's get ready to rumble. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I love this ninja move. And I was just like, damn, that was fast, Johnny. Like, you got to teach me how to do that. So if I'm in such a situation, how do I run from that? It was so awkward. And I felt bad for Johnny because I felt like he wanted to say something. But then he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to stand back here, which is fine. But the fact that these two, brother and sister, from what we've seen in the past couple episodes, these two are on are not on the same page one does not like something about the other and the other one vice versa but they still I feel like what is it what is it that they're so uncomfortable with you know I think part of it is and 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 this is just my prediction is part of it is Sean's trying to hide who he is you know and even the fact that he feels like he has to hide it from Kate he doesn't want her to say anything and you know, he's always viewed her as being their favorite. So he's just like not going to say anything to her. And Kate, I think just, she's just awkward. Kate's just really awkward. She never knows what to do or what to say in the right moment. Like you said before, you know, when there are a lot of people, she just comes out and says some of the strangest stuff. So it's like what she does, what she says. And and these two just can't get on the same page. They really, really can't. It's so crazy. So <clears throat> we kind of go back again. We're going back. <laughs> back to the garage cleaning. And they're looking out of Viewmaster. I don't know. Did you ever have a Viewmaster? um a view master i'm trying to figure out oh yes the little clicky thing that red thing that they were playing with right yeah yeah i did i had one actually i had one from the niagara falls <laughs> and one as a just a regular toy <laughs> yeah those were for those of you that don't know they were like these little viewfinder things where you kind of click the side and it would move the slides and sometimes you could get comics or scenes from places it was like your own personal slide projector so they're looking at this and they're remembering that they got this on some trip to the Grand Canyon and they're talking about it and they're happy and sharing it and the funny thing is now Kate decides to tell Sean that she caught their mom with another man and sean is just like no you know i i think this is part of where the issue started for them is because somehow it seems like sean is trying to live up to this expectation of what he believes his mom and dad's relationship is and 
I think at that point, she kind of burst his bubble with the whole, you know, mom was with another man. Mom was, you know, she was kicking it with some other guy that wasn't dad. It wasn't, you know, so he doesn't want to hear it. He calls her a liar and she's like, you know, I'm not lying. And things kind of get physical because Kate throws something and breaks her dad's windshield on his truck. And oh my gosh. Now this is the first time I've seen a windshield shatter, but not break. Like this thing literally shattered into like pieces, but it's not, it didn't actually break. I'm like, oh my goodness. And, you know, she's freaking out. And he says to her, well, you know what? Don't worry about it because, you know, your daddy's perfect little girl. And she's like, well, why do you hate me so much? And it's so crazy. This is where we really start to see the two of them first not be on the same page. It was so, so crazy. And they're sitting there and they're talking and she runs off. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's just like, so, so nuts. But from there, we actually go because they're cleaning out their parents, you know, garage in a not so distant past. And it's just Kate and Sean and you know, they're talking and looking at things. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how, you know, from an adult perspective, they can kind of now talk about things, even though they're still kind of not on the same page, but it's almost like they can get past it. I don't know if you know what I mean, Angelica. It kind of, yeah, I see like it's, they're trying to like, okay, let's move on from this. Right. So they're, 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 they're kind of moving past it, but then what happens? They get a phone call from the amazing, you know, spontaneous Tully who says, Hey, Kate, by the way, it's a great day. How are you? Remember we had a talk this morning? Well, I'm eloping with Max. Oh, is that Sean with you? Bring him too. We're eloping in the park. It's like, oh okay confusion i'm telling you i'm telling you i was like what so they're looking and and they just like drop everything and they head over to this park where tully is supposed to be you know getting married but then of course guys where are we going we're going to sean's wedding again (laughs) so after the whole, you know, the whole cake thing, they're in the middle of the, of the, uh, they're in the middle of the reception and, you know, Tully is dancing with Chad and, um, you know, Kate's dancing with Johnny and they're just kind of like pretty much chilling. Like, you know, they're dancing And the funny thing is, as they're dancing, now 
Johnny wants to talk about Tully to Kate. And now Tully actually, I think her her emotions are so high. Now she's like, you know what? She doesn't care that this is not the right time to confront him about the night that he was drunk and almost kissed her. So, but so she does. And she's like, you know, you said I was the one, you said you were thinking about me. Well, you know, I'm starting to think you were just saying that because you were drunk, you didn't mean it and blah, blah, blah. And so he says that he does, he, he really does think about her, but he doesn't think he's the greatest of people. And he thinks more of her than he thinks of himself. And so that's the reason, but she's physically visibly arguing with him and remember Mutt, her boyfriend at the time is doing video of this event and he happens to see Tully and Kate and Johnny arguing and he realizes what's going on here like that Kate actually has feelings for Johnny and he's not happy with it but he does thing to her at the moment and you know he decides to you know spend the time having a cookie war with the kids i'm i'm not too sure how how you know sad and cookie war go together but he decides to you know play his feelings away with the kids at the wedding and kate goes and find uh, yeah kate goes and finds him and you know he lets her know, you know, I saw you. No one argues with a person like that unless they actually have feelings for them. And he breaks up with her. You know, she admits, yeah, I do have feelings for him. I tried, you know, but so, you know, they break up and it's kind of really amicable, which was really, really surprising because he was just so into Kate, but she wasn't into him. And it's just, you know, really, really interesting. But now we're back in the not so distant past. We are at Tully's wedding, you know, the gunshot wedding in the park. Woohoo! Um, so Kate and Tully are talking and, you know, they're talking about, I can't believe you're getting married and this and that. And, you know, it's so crazy, but you know, what makes an appearance, which was the best thing. I thought it was so cute. And I'm pretty sure you did too, Angelica. Kate's mom's veil, the veil mm. they were playing with in the bedroom. And she's like, now you have your something borrowed. And it's, it's almost like it was meant to be from all those years ago where, you know, they were pretending she was going to marry Leaf Garrett. And it's like, okay, she gives her the veil and, you know, believe it or not, Johnny is officiating this wedding. It's like, wait, what? Oh, you're really deciding to keep it in the family? Okay. So Johnny had actually become an officiant just to do Kate, to do Tully's wedding. And they get married 
in the park under the gazebo. And Johnny's actually, during his officiating, actually starts reminiscing about his life of marriage with Kate. And we actually still see that this man is very still conflicted. But it's almost like he wants Kate to say, hey, I still want to be with you instead of saying, you know what, I really want to work this out. Again, no one's a mind reader. But, you know, it, it's, it's so crazy. They get through it. Everybody hugs. Johnny sits down to talk with Kate and Kate decides to sign the divorce papers. And it's like, okay, wow, this just got real. This got really real. And, you know, then Sean and, and, and Kate are, are driving home and they start talking. And for the first time, get this, guys, he tells Kate about his sexuality. And she's, I, I mean, you know, the funny thing, I, I really have to ask you, because it's almost like to me, what world is Kate living in? Like, why can't she see any of these things? Well, she hasn't seen really much, especially like in her teenage years and stuff. She's always, it's always Telly telling her, oh my God, this person likes you. Oh my God, this person has a crush. Oh my God, that person was like so rude to you. Like, you know, that person was being sarcastic. Like she hasn't really fully caught on to the signs. And like except it's like, like with Mutt at the beginning, you know, Mutt likes you, you know, Johnny likes you. And it's just like, <laughs> she doesn't see it. And it's true. I'm wondering as well, like, what type of world are you living in? And it's one of those things of like, how could you not see this with your brother? But then again, she was so distant from him. Telly was over all the time. And Telly was like her sister and is her sister, you know, not obviously like sister is so close to each other that they she kind of forgot about everything else. She forgot about her brother. She forgot about everything that was happening in the outside world. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, she has this chosen naivety and it's like, Whoa. So Kate is just like, what, what do you mean? And she's actually really, really happy for him. She's like, you know what? You should have just told me, but she feels, she feels so like, elated to kind of be let into Sean's world and so then we switch to Tully and Max you know Mr. and Mrs. Brody aka you know Hart Brody because she does not want to be called Mrs. Brody except for that night um <laughs> so they're, you know, kind of, you know, they're basking in the, in the glow of what they just did. They just got married. They're happy. They're having a baby and everything's good. And she's, you know, they're getting ready to wind it down and she's in the bathroom and all of a sudden she's having pains. It's like, no, 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 no. And that is how we end the episode ladies and gentlemen of course a cliffhanger mm -hmm. yeah it was a sad ending and of course we're not going to go into it uh because we just want to protect everybody else but 
um, it was a sad ending and I was just like, what's going to happen next? Cause I felt like she did everything spur of the moment. And then all of a sudden this is happening. Maybe it's a test to her to realize like, you know, you're going to have the support system regardless. And you just got to learn how to let you let someone else love you. You know what? But I will say this and, and seeing the type of person that Tully is, I'm just hoping she doesn't blame Kate and blame Johnny for this bad thing happening. Kate, you know, blame Kate, blame Johnny, blame Mac for this bad thing happening there because, you know, she's been so against love and against marriage. And now it's like something not so great is happening and she just got married, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, she doesn't, because even with the magazine thing, you know, she was upset, but she claims, I don't blame you, Kate, but this time she actually may. I mean, yeah. we don't know because remember during the, what we find out is the present present that she, it's, it feels so weird to say that, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, that it seems like Kate and Tully aren't really speaking. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Neither do I, but again, we've got two more episodes to figure out what's going to happen with Telly, her relationship with the EMT guy. She recently got married, and of course with Kate. So we'll see what happens and how she goes through these difficult times. And uh, is it safe to say to wrap this up? Let's do it. So guys, as always, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. Oh my goodness, guys, can you believe it? Every time we think we get more information, something else unfolds. There's a twist, there's a turn, but of course, there is a cliffhanger. So, what's going on with Kate and Tully? My goodness. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast, and you're listening to Coupon Queen Pin.